So I'm sure a lot of people have noticed that Jordan Peterson has been kind of spiraling again. Yeah, so I started reading his op-ed for the National Post, his Barry Weiss style, why I'm leaving the University of Toronto piece. I read I read most of it, and I thought to myself, it's great that I have the luxury to not have to care about this. I'm just going to put it away, going to close the tab, not going to engage in any discourse on this, and it'll go away in a few days. Yeah, he's he's pretty he's pretty tiresome and he's pretty tedious and like I don't even think he gives a you a bit of a spent force, I think, too. I mean, he really peaked in like 2017. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think he uh, was the victim somewhat of the kind of schisms on the right that came around, you know, came out over Trump. I think a lot of his appeal also, as I think I've said before on the show, actually drew from people who didn't really recognize him as a political thinker like he always comes up in the like bodybuilding youtube that i watch and like for those guys he's just like they they only hear the part of it where it's like clean your room like be ordered whatever like for them it's like paternal self-help kind of presence like that's what he is to them but you know he he's such a tedious guy among other reasons because like he doesn't even give you like all i want from a right-wing thinker is something original some kind of like i want my reactionary ideas to be at least like somewhat internally coherent And I don't know, Peterson is just like, I I guess part of what made him successful is that it was always so hard to pin him down on what he was actually saying, which is so funny because like, this is a guy whose whole thing is like, he's against postmodernism, you know, he's against like structurelessness or whatever. And it's like, if you, if you take any like random passage from Peterson's maps of meaning, it's like every bit is difficult to understand and every bit is incoherent as like some of the most like opaque labyrinthine, like post-structuralist writing, you know, you can find. And as I understand, I mean, this whole his whole project about like rooting uh, society and these kind of, you know, mythic archetypes. I mean, that sounds very postmodern to me. It's like we don't have there are no there are no concrete material foundations. What we have is these stories. It's like, okay, man, uh, Foucault agrees with you. Like, I don't know what I don't know what to tell you. Postmodernism is coming up with a different kind of story than the one he wants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that is uh, partly it. I mean, of course, he had this formulation, postmodern neo-Marxism, which again, like, like again, I want my I want my reactionaries to be at least like somewhat coherent. And obviously people on the left like sort of you know, a lot of us don't spend time reading the right carefully and it's like, you know, often like why would you or whatever. But I do think you know some of us make a real effort to actually try to understand what motivates Uh, the reactionary impulse, you know, what right-wing ideas are, what they mean, you know, etc. I just, I have never seen, I'm not exaggerating here, like, I I really don't think I've ever seen a sincere attempt, like a good faith attempt by a right-wing intellectual to engage with the ideas of the left. Perhaps there's one out there. If you know of one, perhaps you can send it to me. But it's like, guys like Peterson, they have these formulations like postmodern neo-Marxism where it's like, speaking of mythic archetypes, I mean, that's just like a mythic sort of construct under which, you know, you can just project all manner of right-wing grievance. And like, I don't know, the right, I guess, is really good at this. It's very similar to how for like decades they blamed everything on like the Frankfurt School as if like, yeah, Theodore Adorno and Walter Benjamin are the reason why your grandkids unfriended you on Facebook after 
after your like 10th post about QAnon or whatever. It's like, give me a break. Postmodern neo-Marxism. I guess I guess to him, postmodernism and Marxism are both the same thing, which means disrupting the natural order of things. Up is down, black is white, uh, cats are mating with dogs, etc. That's right. M&Ms aren't fuckable enough. And then to put postmodernism and Marxism next to each other means that that it's times two. <laughs> and then to put neo-Marxism means it's it's hidden and it doesn't seem like Marxism. So you gotta be you gotta be uh, vigilant. What you are demanding from me is nothing else but blackmail, and you should know that. And I'm I'm uh, I'm bowing under this blackmail, and I say two thousand for you for each day. But go to work, please. Uh, just while we're still on the subject of Herzog generally, I do want to say some more nice things because he, you know, he is one of my very favorite filmmakers, one of my favorite artists in any medium. I mean, what, one, one of the... <laughs> it's, it's funny because people uh, who've not listened to this show before would probably not have that impression based on <laughs> everything you've said about Herzog in this episode. Like, lo and behold, garbage. The G- Garbage Chef <laughs> documentary, bad. It's just because I've been living with him for so long. You know? My best feed, he has an agenda, folks. I mean, the reason why he's managed to be good for so long is because he is endlessly inquisitive, endlessly curious. He's, I think, maybe the only mainstream narrative filmmaker to make a movie on every continent. I mean, that says something about the guy. But watching his movies really does feel like putting on a different pair of sunglasses to see the world in a different way. I love in the Meteor documentary, Fireball, sort of the awe with which he approaches the objects themselves, the meteorites themselves, and talking about how look what they look like when you illuminate them with a cell phone these alien beings that are bringing colors and textures and possibly whole ecosystems onto our planet and how now our planet has absorbed these like visitors from other worlds it's just it's just a fascinating way to look at objects well, i'm assuming everybody who's well actually maybe that's not a safe assumption i'm assuming many people who are listening have seen grizzly man if you haven't seen grizzly man sit down and watch it it's absolutely incredible i've seen it too many times to watch it again it's one of those things i enjoy so much much that I have to kind of like pace myself and be like, okay, it's been two years since last few and got to wait at least one more year because I don't want to burn out on this one. But what he is able to do with Timothy Treadwell's footage, you know, Timothy Treadwell was this quite dysfunctional guy, very solitary figure. You know, he had ambitions to create a kind of a, a nature show or something. And to that end, he used to go into Alaska and spend months there every summer. And he spent all this time, um, interacting with grizzly bears living amongst the grizzlies protecting them from (laughs) outside forces that's how he saw himself right i mean he was in this national park where you know and the bears were being protected by the park rangers and stuff like the idea that he's like doing anything to protect them is 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 pretty thin i mean i guess he would have said that he was doing he was creating this footage to like raise awareness of grizzly bears or something there's that really funny section where you see his footage of when some poachers are on the land and he's just hiding behind <laughs> rocks and <laughs> cursing them into his camera he's not protecting them in any meaningful no, sense it's, it's absolutely incredible because you just spend all this time with him in the wilderness and he's such a weird you know he's such a weird guy uh, but her Herzog is able to do something really beautiful with uh, with the footage and, and kind of salvage the legacy of this person who was incredibly strange and, and very dysfunctional. 